0: Hey guys, what's up? It's Corey from Lean Green Dad Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we're talking to a doctor, but not just any doctor. This is a medical doctor, of course, but he specializes in integrative medicine, a holistic approach to healing people with actually healing the problem itself, not just the symptoms. Today, we're talking to Dr. Jeffrey Mueller from Whole Family Healthcare, and this is episode 84 of Lean Green Dad Radio. Let's go hey everybody welcome to lean green dad radio hey everybody welcome to lean green dad radio from sunny orlando florida this is lean green dad radio the podcast that provides fuel for families and now here's your host Corey warren Hey guys, what's going on? My name is Corey and welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. If this is your first time hearing us, then thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending some time with me. We have an awesome guest today. So my name is Corey and I am a husband, a father of three crazy kids under eight years old. And a plant-based athlete and each week i get to talk to some of the most inspiring people that i can find to help keep me motivated to stay fit eat healthy and get the most out of life as a busy parent for me finding time to work out make healthy quick meals for my family and spend quality time together can really be hard when we over schedule ourselves so My hope is that by me getting a chance to talk to some of these folks that you will take away some quick tips or inspiration that you can try in your life to keep you and your family going strong. Now, today, for one of the first episodes that we've ever had, we have a medical doctor joining the show. But this is not just any medical doctor. This is Dr. Jeffrey Mueller. Dr. Mueller works at Whole Family Healthcare, which is here locally in Central Florida, actually in the Winter Park area. And he deals with integrative medicine, a holistic approach to medicine. And it really focuses on healing the mind, the body, and the spirit to really get down to what the root problem is. What is the cause that is making you ill? Now, lots of medicines that are prescribed and things by lots of other Western docs, they just kind of mask the symptoms. Dr. Mueller and his staff at Whole Family Healthcare really get to the bottom of what they're doing. So I'm really excited about that. Now, before we get into the interview, I have to mention our amazing supporters, Smart Fitness. My good friend Andrew Noble runs Smart Fitness. It is located in Ocoee, Florida. And if you are sick and tired of paying too much for an overpriced gym membership, you've got to stop by Give Andrew a call, visit his website, GoSmartFitness.com, and sign up for your free consultation. He's a great guy. It is one-on-one personal training, and all you need is 20 minutes twice a week for Smart Fitness to work for you. So if you're interested in learning more, GoSmartFitness.com is the website. Go check it out and ask for Andrew. He's the one that runs the business, and he is your personal trainer. Okay, back to what we were talking about, Dr. Mueller, amazing guy. Uh, He has personally seen my wife several times and uh, has helped us with a treatment plan. So uh, obviously, I trust him, and he's a a great person. You'll get to hear that from his voice. But uh, more, I just wanted you to hear some of the thoughts of a doctor we talked about you know scientific studies and and everything else where he gets his information and also uh healing the heart and so much more. So, let's get into it. It is episode 84 of Lean Green Dad Radio with Dr. Jeffrey Mueller. Here we go. <laughs> Alright, hey everybody, welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio and it's not very often that we get a chance to speak to a medical doctor, let alone a medical doctor that has a history in internal medicine and also wonderful ways of healing people that might not be as popular or as well known as you might think. So we are meeting Dr. Jeffrey Mueller today. He and I met when we brought my wife to his practice at Whole Family Healthcare. And uh, in addition to being a great guy, he actually cares about his patients so much that uh, he takes an individual approach to each one. Each one is its own individual study case and uh, nobody receives the exact same treatment. So with that, I just wanted to welcome you to the show, Dr. Jeffrey Mueller. How are you doing?
1: Great, Corey. Thanks so much for having me on the show. I'm very excited about uh, the conversation we're about to have.
0: Absolutely. I know that my experience at Whole Family Healthcare has been absolutely wonderful. Your practice is in Winter Park, Florida, and um, my wife has been there several times. We've talked to you about her treatment plan for her ulcerative colitis, and you know we're working with our medical doctor. Um, who is a GI doctor, but um, we're also kind of getting the, the two for one with you because not only are you a medical doctor, but you also um, practice in, in uh, a holistic approach. And so I wanted to give you a chance before we get into things to really just talk about your background and uh, what, what got you involved in medicine.
1: Well, it was about uh, 18 years ago when I made a, a gradual transition from conventional or allopathic medicine into what we now prefer uh, to call integrative uh, or holistic medicine. And it was really all about the fact that I I began to feel more like a drug pusher, to be honest. Mm. Um, You know, pharmaceutical uh, drugs were the only answer to problems. And the fact is that they do not actually address the underlying causes in most cases. They just put a Band-Aid on it. Right. So what I was looking for was um, a way to truly heal the body from the inside out. And I was introduced to a couple of uh, multi-level companies back in the day that actually uh, were nutritionally based. And I began to understand that there was a very significant amount of science and research behind what they were doing. And it really opened my eyes. And that that began my journey uh, into the uh, holistic realm. And I I finally understood that true healing it, you know, for the body um, involves healing of the mind, body, and spirit, and it starts and ends with nutrition and diet. So I began a very uh, concentrated focus into that area and began attending integrative conferences and really went through you know, what amounts to almost uh, you know, another two or three uh, residency programs um, in, in uh, self-learning and getting into this field. And I've never looked back. It's been the most rewarding uh, area. Uh, it allows me to be creative. Um, I've done a, I've done a, um, a lot of work in pushing the envelope in the field of intravenous nutrition, and we've uh, developed a lot of very interesting, very potent, and effective intravenous nutritionally based therapies for the practice and uh, that we've seen a lot of very, very substantial benefits over the years.
0: Incredible, incredible. Um, how, how do you feel like you're using your PhD in the integrative holistic approach as well? Because it, it is something that's very rare. I mean, very, very rarely do you find a quote-unquote Western doctor that um, understands the holistic approach and how you know, things like diet can change the way that people heal. And it's not necessarily their fault because correct me if I'm wrong, but medical school does not teach you, um, preventative medicine, right? They, they teach you how to heal the, the, the problem. Uh, and by problem, I mean symptoms, right?
1: Correct. Oh, it's uh, it. Said, and it, actually I don't have a PhD. It's an MD. Okay. Uh, anyway, i want to correct that one, but, um, sure. So, so basically you're right. You're correct. Uh, in medical school, the average medical student gets about two to four hours of nutrition, and it's really not what we consider holistic nutrition. It's sort of the basics, pharmacology, you know, the basic vitamins and, and so on, and uh, and then that's it. Um, they, they, they never mention it again, and then it becomes all drugs and surgery and procedures, so that's, you know, it's really uh, for the 70% of American healthcare care that falls under the auspices of chronic disease, that approach has proven not to work. Mm. The American healthcare care system is ranked in the high 30s by the World Health Organization uh, at, in terms of, uh, you know, in, in terms of the quality of care on a number of different parameters. And that's really, you know, that, that, that's not... Um, That's really not a good place for us to be. Uh, The use of integrative approaches is really where the system needs to head. I believe if they ever want to overhaul the system and do it right, they're going to have to do a massive integration of the holistic side with the conventional side because there's great things with conventional medicine. There's no doubt that if if you're in a car accident or you need um, sophisticated surgery, we have some of the best facilities and best doctors in the world. But when it comes to, like I said, uh, chronic care, uh, the, the emphasis is, is not on nutrition, it's not on diet, it's not on lifestyle, it's, it's on the things I mentioned. And so when I, when I finally started to implement, not only implement those practices um, in my own clinical practice, but in my own life, uh, I, I noticed substantial improvements in my health and well-being. And I, I began to see that, that this was truly the, the way to go.
0: Wow. So you've used your own self as a guinea pig.
1: Well, actually, that's true. Many <laughs> of the things I recommend, I wouldn't recommend anything for my patients that I wouldn't actually take or do myself. I follow a vegetarian-style diet. I aspire to be vegan, but uh, that's uh, I love cheese too much. Uh,
0: <laughs> that's what that's what all the vegetarians say. That's okay. <laughs> she, just remember, just remember, remember, Doctor Mueller. Cheese does not love you back, and if anybody knows better than that, it, it's you. You know that cheese doesn't love your body.
1: <laughs> that's correct. But what I found too was that moderation was a key as well, yes, because yes, yes, in, in uh, uh, doctors such as uh, Caldwell Esselstyn Jr. and T. Colin Campbell. Uh, who wrote the China study? Found that it, it, it wasn't just the the fact that people ate um, you know uh, milk and dairy based products, or or drank milk and ate dairy based products, but that it was the amount that was consumed that that was really important. And particularly, there's a uh, there's an amino acid or or protein called casein in milk that is considered the bad actor. There's a lot of other problems with milk, but uh, but that was one that they found over and over again in, in laboratory studies and animal studies that promoted cancer quite aggressively and so that was uh, that was my first introduction really to the uh, you know the the, the the reason for why I gave up uh, most dairy uh, 10 12 years ago and eventually trans translated that into my vegetarian diet
0: yeah and dr. Campbell was on uh, episode 80 of lean green dad radio believe it or not so you're you're just a couple of episodes behind him. We had him on. He was talking about the China study and a couple other things. So it's awesome Excellent. to hear you mention him. Um, I, wa- I want to get into heart health quickly. But before we do, I want to talk about that science and research that you, you mentioned. It seems like today, you know, <clears throat> there's like a, a different scientific study to tell you whatever you want to be told. And I think the, the key behind those scientific studies is who's funding them and kind of what the, the purpose of the study was. Um, do, how, do you, how do you look at your scientific studies and research and, and help make a decision based off of what you're reading?
1: Well, you're actually uh, really on target as far as the studies go. Years ago, when I was uh, first coming up in medicine, of course we believed that research studies were the Bible. And that they were they were um, you know, essentially unassailable uh, and that research was was uh, you know, had integrity, had honesty, had transparency. And over the years, uh, unfortunately, I've come to learn different. and I think the general public has been exposed to that to a large degree, where they see that pharmaceutical companies um, don't always uh, present all of their studies on a particular drug that's that's being experimented on. And they will withhold the bad studies and publish the good ones. Right. Uh, oftentimes, there's been there's been outright fraud, and it's it's uh, there's been more and more of that that's been discovered uh, by whistleblowers and other people uh, over the years, and enough to really make you make one uh, a scientist, a doctor, a PhD skeptical uh, about the you know the uh, legitimacy of these studies mm-hmm. when it comes to pharmaceutical drugs. So. I, I, I take those with a grain of salt. Um, again, my focus is not on pharmaceutical drugs, it's on the natural realm. And so I use a, a, a database called PubMed, and there is absolutely a mountain. They publish tens of millions of uh, peer-reviewed studies that are online. And they you know, it's, it's basically I look at the, the number of studies, the quality of the study, whether there were you know human clinical trials and you know how much other supporting evidence such as you know animal research and and um, laboratory research that was done, but uh, in the end, there is an enormous amount of, of data that supports diet and nutrition as the most important components um, underlying our health.
0: Right, right. It's the truth. Um, it's so wonderful to hear you talk about this stuff. Um, let's let's get into heart health. You know. Over and over, we hear that you know diet is, plays a huge role in our heart health. Do you talk to your patients that might be coming in with their, you know, heart issues? Maybe they have high cholesterol. Maybe they have um, some clogged arteries. You know, things like that. What is, what is your first step in talking to folks and and your approach to heart health in general?
1: Well, my first step is always looking at a person's diet and so i tend to be the the bearer of uh bad news when it comes to (laughs) dietary habits unfortunately but my patients you know they they do understand it you know there's there's again uh, a lot of resources and scientific evidence that that supports the fact that diet again is the single most important factor in why americans have made themselves so sick you know with heart disease cancer diabetes and every other western disease that's prevalent today, but so I, I really begin the conversation in most cases with the importance of diet. We also utilize a nutritional coach in our practice, which uh, she can go much further in terms of um, you know specific plans and recipes and so on, substitutes uh, for the, for whatever people happen to be eating. And uh, again, it's it's um, there's no doubt that that the standard American diet especially if it includes fast foods and a lack of greens and so on, is uh, tremendously inflammatory. And inflammation, uh, as we age, is a real enemy of of virtually every organ system in our body, particularly the heart. And that inflammation, saturated fat, uh, all the hormones and so on that are found in uh, uh, beef, for instance, and just meat in general. Again, T. Colin Campbell, I'm sure, alluded to that, because that was a study his study involved you know, specifically a look at the meat and dairy consumption right. and its relationship to uh cancer and, and other diseases. And they found a almost a one to one relationship. So so that's the first thing is to try to try to really uh massage that gently because diet is a kind of a touchy thing. People have been eating you know the same way their whole lives and then suddenly you ask them to make a major change. If they have uh, if they're highly motivated, for instance, they come in with cancer or serious heart disease. It's much easier. They're they're already primed and they're they're asking for help. But others, it's you know a little bit more difficult. Wow. So we provide a lot of resources. We provide scientific references, and literally, as, but as soon as someone starts to make the change, they will come back and say, you know, I started feeling better. The day that I changed my diet and started putting more greens, juicing, more you know, green leafy vegetables and deeply colored fruits and so on, uh, they started feeling better almost right away. And so they, can, they connect the dots very quickly and, uh, and that makes it much easier to continue.
0: Um, what is your main measure to decide what success is when a patient comes in and then maybe you know six, seven weeks later? Uh, what is it blood testing? Is it a, a different type of testing? What do you use as your kind of uh, measurement stick there?
1: Well, because I, I utilize an integrative approach, we utilize some of the standard labs, of course, such as lipid panels. And now, today, they, we're, we have available uh, the use of some very sophisticated advanced lipid panels that go a whole lot further in defining your, your lipid uh, profile. But we also have some very interesting tests, which we call functional medicine tests. And these grew up around the cottage industry of uh, complementary and alternative medicine, as it was referred to back 20 years ago, uh, and have uh, really become very sophisticated, and the labs are very well regarded. And what they do is they, they look at not so much, let's say, a vitamin level in the bloodstream, but they, they they'll look at things such as uh urine and something called organic acids, which are byproducts of our metabolism. These organic acids act as markers that they can then uh, you know provide a a normal range for and and make some very very interesting determinations, everything from uh the health of our gut uh which we now call the microbiome. that's a huge uh growing area of interest right. Uh, today, both on on the conventional and the integrative side, uh, we can look at vitamin and mineral deficiencies. Again, not so much as a blood level, but does is the is what the person is consuming in their diet is it enough for them for their metabolism to to be firing on eight cylinders? And again, we find oftentimes blood work other blood work will be normal, but the specialized tests show lots of deficiencies that we can then uh, correct in a very customized manner. Uh, the, these tests can also show things like fatty acid ratios in the body and imbalances. They can show amino acid uh, ratios and imbalances. They can look at detoxification indicators. So, in other words, is the body detoxifying properly, other signs of stress, uh, and, uh, and many other areas. Uh, hormones uh, is another big issue and we have some sophisticated hormone testing that we do including saliva testing wow which can look at for instance cortisol levels over the course of a full day instead of just one number in the morning and that gives us a lot more information in order to assess the the health of the adrenal glands for instance
0: amazing um there there's so many different tests that make every type of treatment every pathway of treatment individual really individualized uh per on a per person basis so it's just Absolutely. fascinating to hear this kind of stuff. Uh, let, let's say, you know, you've got you've got two different types of patients. You got the folks that come in and they are, you know, the they they might not know a lot about nutrition and they might not know a lot about um, the generic information. But let, let's say you have someone that's an athlete that comes in. I'm sure you have a couple athletes come in and they've been, you know, performing at a high level for a while. I mean, I I came in when I was training for the Ironman triathlon. And I saw Dr. D'Antonio and we talked about a couple, you know, whole food, uh, herbal supplements that I could take, you know, something like an ashwagandha even that helped me with my recovery, um, also helped with, you know, my, my stress levels, my cortisol levels and really allowed me to get back out there. I, was, I wasn't deficient in vitamin D, but I could have used a, a boost in vitamin D, also getting, you know, some B12 in my diet as a vegan, you know, that's very important as well. Um, And, and, you know, do you have athletes that, you know, again, they think they know a lot about nutrition, but then they come to you and it's a whole other level that can really increase the athletic performance?
1: Absolutely. Athletic sports performance has been actually one of my my passions and real areas of focus in the last few years. I happen to be a fairly high-level athlete. I used to compete in paddleboarding, as a matter of fact fun fact
0: awesome. uh,
1: about three, three to four years ago and uh, one of the, one of the things at, at, at the age of appro- approximately you know, 54 55 at the time, I wasn't exactly a spring chicken and I was competing against uh, you know 18 and 20 year olds. So obviously I, I had to, uh, to, to really practice what I preach in order to perform at a very high level in these uh, in these endurance races, and uh, what I found, again, again, partly, again, sort of experimenting on myself and doing the research, was that uh, there's a lot of information out there, a lot of misinformation when it comes to uh, athletics and, and, and sports performance. And, and then there's what's really based on the science. And so, obviously, I want to do and practice and communicate to my patients the most evidence-based information. So what I, what I found is that there are there are a number of things. Uh, obviously, again, it starts with diet. And believe it or not, uh, there's there's some you know quite a few professional athletes, including one uh, MMA fighter that I happen to know personally who uh, who practice uh, a vegetarian or vegan style diets. And you know these guys are they' top level performers, and if they can perform at that level and be very successful, on that diet, it, it, you know, I think it's just it's good proof uh, for the rest of the sports community that a, hey, indeed, maybe we should look at this, um, because again, a meat and dairy-based diet promotes inflammation. Inflammation impairs athletic performance. Period. So, but we also look at uh, the the vitamin and antioxidant levels, and that's something that um, you know, again, uh, is very very important. And the, the actually the the key thing there is that you can you can add Specific vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and so on, to a regimen either orally, uh, intravenously, or through the diet, and they do not fall under any of the banned substances laws, which is which is key because athletes are constantly getting caught up in, in that quagmire. Um, right. When they try right. something new because it's a, you know it's enhances performance, but then it's banned and, and some of them get caught. Uh, the beauty beauty of this is that we're actually enhancing the natural potential of our bodies to perform at optimal levels and beyond. And things, simple things such as micronutrients, trace minerals. Magnesium is incredibly important uh, for sports. And, in fact, I've done a great deal of study because I have a a company on the side that uh, deals with magnesium and, and trace minerals. And it turns out that, you know, for instance, there's a study that shows that Magnesium levels were very strongly associated with maximal isometric trunk, trunk flexion, rotation, and hand grip, and also jumping performance in elite athletes. Wow! Uh, when they're you know when they're optimal levels versus uh, lower levels, and uh, even vitamin D. I think you alluded to that earlier. It turns out that you know vitamin D intake can reduce the risk for conditions in athletes such as stress fracture, total body inflammation. Infectious illness and impaired muscle function. Wow! So, amongst others, it's it's incredibly important for heart health. It's obviously the, one of the biggest issues is the immune system and optimal vitamin D levels. Long term can decrease the risk of cancers of almost all types by at least 50% in some of the studies. So that's a very profound.
0: And and when we talk about vitamin D, we're not just talking about going out in the sun and getting some sun, although that's that's a way to get some vitamin D. Can you can you talk about the difference between going out in the sun and then actually taking a supplement?
1: Sure. Vitamin D, what we found is and we've measured thousands of uh, vitamin D levels over the years. So, yeah. it's something that that we we do essentially routinely on every person because even in Florida, surprisingly where we have lots of sun, uh as, as we get older, we the conversion um, from ultraviolet light uh, on the skin and making vitamin D become becomes very uh, compromised. And so people say, hey, I, I get out a lot of sun, but we measure the vitamin D level, and they come up low or low normal mm. almost every time. And so, so we know that that conversion uh, through the skin is just really not effective, even in a sunshine state. Right. So they've determined through a ton of research that optimal levels of vitamin D are, are in the range of 50 to maybe 80 or so nanograms per ml. And uh, so that's, it's not so much the dose that we talk about with patients, it's the dose that gets them into that range. Once we get them into that range that research shows is most beneficial, then we, we, we basically keep them on that dose uh, and, and then periodically monitor that
0: awesome. Uh oh, it's in it's incredible and you know people think so much that 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 they're the same, you know, that going out in the sun and also taking a pill. pill's like, "Well, if I go out in my suntan for 20 minutes, which is totally bad for other reasons, the UV rays and everything else, they think they're getting enough vitamin D, but it's actually not the case because of the way it converts. So that's interesting. Um
1: and, and I and I certainly don't uh, I certainly don't uh, uh, try to uh, dissuade anyone from going out and getting some sun. Um, you know, taking some precautions, uh, but, um, you know, obviously it does increase vitamin D levels some and it's, and, it, and obviously being outdoors and exercising is great for you. But again, they're not going to get the vitamin D levels that they, that they, uh, they want just from doing that. And so, uh, most everybody ends up on, on supplementation because of that.
0: Right. Um, how do you decide when it comes to IV nutrition, how do you decide how much someone needs? Um, for instance, we, we can take vitamin C orally, but you know, let's say it comes in like a a scoop is like five grams of vitamin C. And if it's as ascorbic acid, it can have a little bit of of an effect on the intestinal lining and might cause you to go to the bathroom, right? As opposed to having the intravenous vitamin C and bypassing the digestive tract, it it goes straight into the bloodstream. Is, Is that how it works? Am I correct? Am I understanding about that?
1: Yep, absolutely correct. So the interesting thing is that uh, there's been a lot of great research on vitamin C. Obviously, Lin- Linus Pauling did some of the, the best seminal work uh, in his day. But it turns out that as humans, we, we need – it, the research has shown that we need far more vitamin C than what the RDA specified. The RDAs mm-hmm. were meant to prevent deficiency diseases, in this case, scurvy with vitamin C. So that means that these doses that are recommended are literally the bargain basement low levels that will prevent scurvy in the majority of the population. Well, that's great, but, uh, you know, we're looking – we look at what's optimal, you know, what is optimal for the human, human being, and especially in terms of all the diseases that we suffer from. The toxicity in the environment, as you know, is is absolutely epidemic. You know, chemicals and BPA, mm. phthalates. Is a, is a, we, we test. We can test for that, by the way, uh, as well. Environmental toxins. Um, so, anyway, uh, but the vitamin C orally, there there is a limitation. It's called a, the, uh, we call it the C flush effect. Mm. If you take too much vitamin C orally, many people will get at some point they will get. Um, you know, loose stools and so on, some gastrointestinal effects which limit uh, the absorption. And and absorption studies have been done. In fact, I actually performed some of this research myself comparing two different brands uh, of vitamin C. And uh, there is a plateau effect that occurs somewhere around five grams, you know, at a five gram dose. Uh, Maybe three grams of that, four grams at the most will be absorbed. And if you try to go higher than that in a single dose, the absorption plateaus out very quickly, and then of course you may get the GI effects. So, uh, not saying you know everyone shouldn't be taking vitamin C, and, and turn they they should, and probably multiple times a day since it's water soluble, and the levels don't uh, don't really uh, stay in the bloodstream uh, that long. But intravenously, we found uh, it is it is has amazing effects on the body, it is, a, it is a massive detoxifier, it inhibits viruses, bacteria, it, it's a, again, it detoxifies a, a wide range of toxins, it revs up other antioxidants in the body, and it helps the body to optimize the immune function, which is very, very critical, and of course to rebuild collagen and connective tissue, bones, muscles, tendons, ligaments, and so on. And I often get asked the question, isn't that a you know if you take far more vitamin C than you need, and especially in terms of an IV dose, such as 10,000 milligrams at a time, um, then aren't you wasting all most of that? Is because your body doesn't need all that, and it turns out that while while it's there, it's having all these profound effects that I just mentioned, and you know, for, for instance, one of the uh, um, one example is someone who comes in with a, a bad cold or flu, they have a high fever. They're feeling, you know, really, really uh, raunchy and, and uh, you know, body aches and so on. And we can give them a, a high dose of C along with usually we give other B vitamins and, and minerals and so on to complement that. And within an hour, their fever's down and oftentimes normal. And if you do that a, enough, um, Dr. Klenner, there's a, there's a physician named Dr. Klenner back in the 40s and 50s. He was way ahead of his time doing IV and, and uh, intramuscular injections at C. Found that he could virtually eliminate uh, any virus from the body with repeated doses of intravenous vitamin C, including wow. polio.
0: Wow! Right. He
1: cured sixty out of sixty cases of polio. So, so basically, while it's there, it's doing mm-hmm. amazing things at the high potency doses. And again, of course, the body does you know eventually um, detoxify and and the levels come down. But while it's there, that's when it's doing its best work.
0: Amazing! Amazing. So we, we've talked about a lot of different things today. We've talked about heart health. We've talked about you know sports nutrition. We've talked about IV nutrition, um, a holistic approach to healthcare. But I have a tough question for you. I want you to try to provide your top one or two tips that you would give to people to help incorporate a healthier lifestyle. What? What are the top two Dr. Mueller tips that you would you would say for for folks?
1: Well, I may be a little, little bit biased in that area because I, I love um, supplements and antioxidants. But again, my first tip is to is to take a very very hard look at your diet, because again, uh, virtually every disease of Western society, uh, from heart disease, cancer, uh, uh, Alzheimer's, osteoporosis, is linked to our diets, mm. and so. Doesn't mean everyone has to switch to a vegan diet by any right. means. Absolutely, and, and we promote uh, what we call sometimes a plant strong diet. Well, oftentimes gluten has been a big problem in recent years, and a lot of folks have had had major Im- improvements in their overall health by eliminating or reducing gluten in their diets. So, I, I really can't say enough about the diet, and, and uh, we place a large emphasis on that. Um, after that, I mean, there's it's hard to you know the second there's there's a lot of things that could come in second or third place, but my favorite is the use of uh, therapeutic doses of nutrients, and that may be in the IV form and maybe uh, also uh, oral. But for instance, I, I know from both you know personal experience on my own health and and treating you know hundreds and hundreds of patients that. The, the targeted, customized uh, use of therapeutic doses of uh, vitamins, herbs, antioxidants, minerals, can have a, just a profound effect on every aspect of our health. And, you know, obviously when it comes to heart health, we didn't talk a lot about a lot of specifics, but there's some nutrients that when people are having heart disease, congestive heart failure, there's some very evidence-based, very, very good evidence-based uh, nutrients. CoQ10, we didn't mention uh, acetyl L-carnitine, a special form of the amino acid carnitine. Uh, the uh, amino acid taurine. Uh, obviously, vitamin C and vitamin D very important. And, and there's a you know can be a fairly lengthy lengthy list there. Uh, but those things, um, and then antioxidants, they they also uh, can, can benefit every organ and tissue in the body. Uh, you know, from liver detoxification to the brain. And there's things that actually have been shown, for instance, to uh, protect our brain from damage in the event of head trauma, stroke, and so on, and from the aging process. And even uh, in the in the, in the um, um, example of uh, curcumin, which is derived from turmeric, right. it's been shown that it can dissolve the plaques that form in the brains of, of people who are going to develop Alzheimer's. Hmm. and so it's just a uh, phenomenal it has tremendous anti-inflammatory qualities uh as well so and and when it comes to athletes there are a number of very customized things as well um, we didn't touch on but uh for instance uh, acetyl l carnitine is one and acetyl cysteine a special form of, of an amino acid has been shown um in high level athletes to improve performance and again it's an, it's natural it's not a banned substance it, it's something that uh, has been uh, repeatedly shown to decrease, uh, to um, uh, increase time to fatigue, improve overall performance, uh, improve recovery times, and many of these things can also reduce injury potential uh, and help people get back on the field, you know, uh, of play much more quickly.
0: I love these approaches. These approaches are amazing. And, you know, folks, I, I have been to whole family health care myself. Again, when I was training for the Ironman Triathlon, I went and saw Dr. D'Antonio. Um, Dr. Mueller has personally worked with my wife. I know he, he probably can't talk about it too much because of HIPAA laws, but I can talk about it. It was, it was wonderful, um, the, the plan that she had with him. And also, she received a few IV injections. Um, uh, it, I shouldn't even call them injections. IG, IV treatments, uh, infusions, if you want to call them. But um, it's, it's been wonderful. And uh, if, if you are in the Winter Park area, then I highly encourage you to go and check them out. But even more so just in Central Florida, they're one of the only organizations I know of that take an integrative approach to medicine and also consider your diet as the first line of defense to help you get better. So again, you know, I can't, I can't thank them enough. Obviously, we're working together. Uh, I am working with, Whole Family Healthcare, but I never ever recommend a brand or a product unless I personally have worked with them, used them, and believe in them. So Dr. Mueller, thank you for coming on board and and joining us for a half hour. I know that you're a busy guy, uh, but your time is very much appreciated and I hope this podcast helps other people and also brings a couple people into Whole Family Healthcare.
1: Absolutely. I really appreciate the opportunity, Corey, and uh, I hope it to uh, possibly do it again sometime soon. All right,
0: guys, you made it through another episode of Lean Green Dad Radio. Thanks again so much for tuning in. Of course, don't let your experience end here. Visit us online at leangreendad.com. There you can find more information on how to keep your family healthy. We've also got a Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube. We've got it all going on. So make sure you check us out. There's even a free grocery shopping Uh, thing that you can sign up for. It's a three-part video series where I walk you through Whole Foods and give you some free digital downloads that you can take with you to the grocery store, some approved brands, Lean Green Dad approved brands. But that is a lot of fun. So sign up for that. And thank you. Again, thank you so much for continuing to leave reviews in the iTunes store and everything else for the show. We are just so appreciative of you taking a second to listen. So keep having a great week. Be safe and keep going that extra mile for your family. See you next week, guys.